0: This is This Conversation We Don't Have. Hey family, my name is Tinola and you are welcome to This convo Podcast where we talk, learn, and dissect some crucial topics as Christians not based on our preferences but based on the Word of God. We aim to shed more light, grow in knowledge, and deepen in wisdom. Do settle down, listen, and enjoy. Hello everyone, you are welcome back to this Convo Podcast. How have you been? I still remain Tinola and I am here alone on this episode. Don't worry, the next episode I will be joined by Ruby. But today you have me and I hope you have been so good. I know this is not dropping on the 24th, but anyways, I'm still doing it. I just decided to like, I know sometimes I don't meet up with the date, but no matter what, I would always just drop when I am ready. So yes, you're welcome back again. Again, thank you for always being here. Thank you for always listening and thank you for always sharing for the comments and everything that we've gotten. The encouragement. Thank you so much and God bless you. So today without wasting so much time. <laughs> this episode is really actually more like a bible study. I know everything we do here or say here is like based on the word of God, but this is like we are actually taking this episode based on a whole chapter in the Bible, like a whole chapter. And this is one topic that I quite find interesting that I've always wanted to talk about, but I had to like try to like do some study, um, on it so that I don't just come with my own opinion, you know, to just force my opinion upon you because this is not about my opinion it's about what the word of God says about a particular situation or a topic or whatever it is. But so uh, today, 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 we are uh, in this episode, we are going to be talking or diving into the a discussion on the topic Christian liberty. How free am I? Yes. <laughs> I know Christian Liberty is like one dicey topic, you know, because everybody has their beliefs, you understand? Like I I I believe that I should do this thing. Another person believes that he or she should not do that thing, right? We all have differences in our doctrines and everything and everything. A church does this, another does not do this and everything. And this is one of the you know one of the most predominant conversations in the Christian body that we really do not talk about or we we really do not you know pick the word of God and take it as it is. So right here today is not about me, it is about what the word of God says, and that is why um, the the passage that talks so much about Christian liberty is Romans chapter 14. And that is why we are going to be taking a study through Romans chapter 14 and to see what the Bible says about it and not our own opinion, you get, and not my own opinion. For me personally, I grew up in a Christian family. You definitely know that. Then I'm a pastor's child. And um, I grew up with so many things that we shouldn't do. Yeah. I grew up in a Baptist church, right? And um, for my parents growing up, I never used anything wave on attachment or whatever it is and everything. It was just my hair. And, you know, if you're a Yoruba, you understand, like, you know, there's something we call Kiko. <laughs> you use like this rubber thing to like make it. And the style I do most time, most times is what they call packing. So they, you know, use that rubber to like, you know, um, would I say weave your hair? It's not weave, but something, I don't know what to best describe it or anything, but they just use that thing and they pull everything together, join it together and everything. So your hair is packed, right? And so that was one of the things that I did mostly. And also apart from normal, you know, your hair weaving and your hair weaving and everything. But I grew up not using attachments and everything but then I used to see so many people that I oh Jesus Christ oh my God I remember that there was this friend of mine that does attachments and she does something this is like it's is packing gel but it has a string uh, it's like this coily string like something like at the. that's what they attach mostly for every kid then I so desired to do that thing but I never did I never did it was painful seriously but then I grew up that way I never grew up wearing trousers and everything except for when we were kids um you know when we were babies um this uh, we have this woven um this woven um, um or knitted yes this knitted um outfits that we all wear because we're all born in jars and it's a very cold place and so that is made in trousers shoes um caps sweaters and everything. So we have that. So let me say that is the... Let me say that's the trouser that we wore. That was the trouser that we wore. So we never grew up wearing trousers and everything. Yes, we wear jewelries. We wear jewelries. My mom wears jewelries until a particular point in time that she stopped wearing jewelries. Glory be to God. But we still continued wearing jewelries. So um it took time. It was time, you know, afterwards that uh, we moved to using... Um, wool, (laughs) from wool moved to using attachments, and now I wear trousers, I wear trousers, I wear pants, so um, it it was just like, you know, I grew up with, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that, but for me, for my family, I'm so blessed with an amazing father who is not so elbent on the rules, like, okay, if you don't do this, like, you you understand what I mean, is he believes that he has taught you well. You know in the ways that you should go and you have this you have the strength to make your own decision so like whatever you choose to do you know that you are it is your decision and you're standing with the consequence right or whatever happens so that is what my dad believes so it's not very forceful on the rules and regulations but as as long as the time when we were still kids yes he made sure that we abide to the you know to the rules that he has and everything for her so well that's just like basic background of how i also grow up but right here so let's just dive into it you know let's dive into the old talk of christian liberty and you know generally there are always questions you know questionable questionable behavior there are always questionable behavior in the christianity Um, what kind of dance should you do? What should you wear? Should you do this? Should you wear jewelry? Should you drink? Should you do whatever? They are always questionable. Um, you know uh, um, behaviors in the Bible but I am not here to tell you what is right and what is wrong but I'm here to bring the Word of God to you for you to be able to have understanding and for you to be able to determine you know the way that you want to walk right and the way that you should walk rightly according to the will of God according to the way that pleases the Lord so let's dive right into Romans chapter 14 verse from the Oves, anyways the Oves. but we're going to be taking it in sections by sections so that we start talking about it all right so i am reading from the um i'm reading from the cv version is it cv i read i really need to check again sorry i (laughs) it's so funny how i forgot the uh the translation of my bible I always know the translation of my Bible, but I don't know why it ran away from my head. No, sorry. I'm using the CSB version, the Christian standard Bible. All right. So let's get right into it. So from verse one to two, that is the first part I'm going to be taking, which says, Accept anyone who is weak in faith and don't argue about disputed matters. One person believes he may eat anything while one who is weak eats only vegetables One, okay, why why one who is weak, weak, sorry, why one who is weak eats only vegetables? Okay, so, and I will also be reading from Romans chapter 15, verse 1 to 2 also. It says, um, now we, now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those who, those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good and to build him Now, it's so beautiful that the first, um, you know, the first thing that was addressed in the book of Romans is the weakness of someone else. It's the weakness of another believer. One who is weak. So, which is to say that there is one who is weak and there is one who is strong. And when we talk about, you know, the weak, it is those people who sort of like still struggle to believe in the Christian liberty. To know that, you know, we are not saved by works. There are a lot of people that are still struggling to, you know, to accept the fact that it is not the things that you do that save you, right? It's not the things that you do that save you, but it is, you have been saved completely by Christ. You have already been accepted by Christ. You are not living to be accepted, you know? You're not living to be accepted. You have already been accepted. You are living from acceptance. Knowing uh, there are people that are still, that are still struggling with the, the to Accept the fact that you know we have we are righteous like we have been made righteous right we have been made righteous through christ and whereas the one who is strong is one who believes in the christian liberty that understands you know the work the finished work of christ over is our life but one of the things that we need to observe is it says that accept anyone who is weak in faith the truth is, there are times that I've actually gone into this conversation and th- there is this perspective of Christians that says that um, whoever is weak in faith should also grow up, you know, to, to that point where they develop their knowledge to know that, okay, all these things that you're trying to, you know, um, um, you know uh, um, leave or make others do, that is not the way to do it, right? That is not the way to do it. As much as I believe that everyone should grow and you should, um, um, that everyone should grow Romans chapter 15 verse two, um, or let me read verse one to two actually talks about how we are to deal with it. It says that now who, now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength, not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good and to build him up now one who is weak would not just spring up all by themselves the 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 responsibility of the one who is strong who has the understanding of the christian liberty your responsibility is to build that one who is weak up it says that we should bear it says that we have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength that is we are meant to support them we are meant to see them through to, um, to, to see them through to the point that they grow also to the understanding that we have they grow also to the knowledge that we have not neglecting them not neglecting what they believe not like letting their level of understanding but making sure that in all that we do we have the responsibility to you know to build them up to help them to get to that point where they are also strong as believers in their beliefs right and you know one of the things that we need to understand is that in the in the talk of liberty when rules and observance, yes, there are rules and observance in the Christian. There are commandments in the Bible and those are things that shouldn't, we shouldn't debate about. There are things that are already written in the Bible. That's why on this podcast, we come with what the Bible says is not about our opinions. It's not about my own opinion, but what does the Bible say? Because whatever that is stated in the Bible is the truth and should always be added to not saying that, okay, there is a way to hit, but whatever is really written in the Bible should be added to. So So there are rules and the regulations in the Bible that we need to observe, that we need to obey, you know, the commandment of the Lord that we need to obey. You only, you only love God when you obey his commandments. You you love God when you obey his commandments. But when we make the rules and observance and we, we make them a means of salvation, then it becomes a fatal heresy. And that is where the people that are weak are in the wrong, right? Because Most times they feel like the things that they do are the things that save them, right? Are the things that bring salvation to them. But we know that we are not saved by our works, right? We are saved by grace. We are saved through Christ. But what should we do for these people that still have that, still struggling to? Entirely, it's not that some of the, it's not like they do not believe that they've been saved by Christ, but they are still struggling to, you know, let go of the fact that okay, it's not by the things that I do, right? It's not by the things that I do that bring salvation, that bring salvation to me. I am already saved, right? I am already saved. So, what our obligation to this people, to to these people, is that we should help them to come to the full knowledge, to come to understanding. You know of what of what the bible says about our liberty about our salvation right and so let's move um um forward now we we will see that um in verse two we say that in verse two it talks about one person believes he may eat you may eat anything and the other person doesn't believe he may eat anything let me just do this um say this as a background as a background to the understanding of romans chapter four we need to understand that this is an address to a church and um, to a church right and Whatever is being said here is used to address whatever situation that they are actually dealing with at that particular point in time. So that is why throughout the book of Romans chapter 14, it talks about food, talks about you know days of serving God and everything. It is because those are the things that they are dealing with. And because it is talking about food does not mean that it's just about food. It applies to everything that we do. And that is why this scripture, uh, this chapter is useful for us. It's not just limited to the things that you eat, but but it is is for everything that we do. All right. so having explained those who are weak in faith and our obligations, let's move forward to reading verse 3 to verse 4. So it says that one who eats must not look down on one who does not eat and the one who does not eat must not judge one who does who does because god has accepted him who are you to judge another's household another's household servant before his own lord he stands or falls and he will stand because the lord is able to make him stand I know that one of another thing that you know we talk about you know when it comes to christianity you know as christians as believers is the facts or the topic of judging right everybody comes up with do not judge do not judge and as much as yes that is scriptural about do not judge let's let's talk about what judging really means judging is simply determines the one who falls and the one who stands and which simply means condemnation So when you get to a point where you, you look at someone else and you say you, you, whether you say it out or in your heart, you condemn the person to either fall because the person is doing things that you feel shouldn't be done. That is you judging. And this is where the Bible says, and the Bible says explicitly that we must not judge. We must not judge anyone right we must not judge anyone it says one who eats must not look down on one who does not eat and the one who does not eat must not judge the one who does because God has accepted him right so the the bible is the bible actually addresses the both, both the strong and both the weak and both parties actually falls into the you know um, can fall into can be a victim of judging one another the weak judges the strong and the strong also can judge the weak now it says that one who eats must not look must not look down on one who does not right so the the, that is the one who is strong must not look down on the one who is weak or the one who says that let's not even use weak in this aspect but let, okay yes because i have to talk about the two um, categories of people so the one who is strong must not look down on the one who is weak because most times the one who is strong looks down on the one who is weak as someone or someone who is utterly wrong you know holding them in contempt and treating them like meaningless like oh you you don't understand what you have in Christ, you understand? You don't understand it's because you lack knowledge, and we tend to like make people that do not that have rules and regulations to okay, this is something I cannot do, despite we have understanding that we can do those things, we make them feel like okay, you are entirely you are utterly wrong, you are in the wrong, and you you whatever you do is meaningless, right? And whereas the one who is weak also falls victim of judging the one who is strong because. You, you tend to look at the one who is strong with the eyes of condemnation, you tend to look at them with the eyes of, um, you know, um, critis- um, criticism and you tend to censor them. Like, ah, you tend to like look for, look at the things, every bit of things that they do and you begin to, you know, pick out, oh, this person is, is definitely not in God, this person is definitely not of God and everything. And yet the bible says that who are we to judge another's household servant before his own lord he stands or he falls and he will, and he will he will stand because the lord is able to make them stand it is the lord who makes anyone stand and you cannot determine who falls or who stands as long as I say that as long as you are still breathing you have grace anyone has grace as long as they are as, as long as they are still breathing So we do not have right as believers to judge anyone. You do not have right as believers to look at another believer and determine whether this person stands or this person falls. It is the Lord who is able to make um, whoever falls. So the Lord is able to make the, the one who is strong to stand, to keep standing. And despite in his understanding or his, in his belief of liberty, you know, one of the things that scares us so much in the understanding of liberty is that we feel like, ah, if I begin to do these things, would I not, would I not get to a point that I become, I become, uh, um, I, I begin to you know fall into sin because I believe in liberty because I believe in liberty we tend to fall into you know that scare that you know that fear of would I would I would I actually or or thinking that someone else because this person is doing this or this person has an understanding of liberty the person might tend to like you know fall into the trap of the enemy and miss it and whereas you know the one who is weak also is so, is so, is so, um, um, um how would I would have put it like that person is so concerned about the things that he does, like he's like, ah, I don't want to fall today, I don't want to do this thing so that I don't fall. I don't want to do and you tend to forget that it is not by your strengths that you stand, it is God who makes you stand. So that's why the Bible says that you cannot judge another household servant, but it is God who makes one stand, right? So we have no right to judge who. We have no right to judge who stands and who falls, right? Who stands and who falls. So let's move on to verse um, from verse five to verse six. So it says that one person one person judges one day to be more important than one person judges one day to be more important than another day. Someone else judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in, in his own mind. Whoever observes the day observes it for the honor of the lord whoever eats it's for the lord since he gives thanks to god and whoever does not eat it is for the lord that he does not eat and he gives thanks to god this verse speaks to why do you do the things that you do or the things that you do not do and it speaks to doing everything you know, doing everything, you know, or whatever that you have chosen not to do for the honor of the Lord. And that is why he says that the one who eats gives thanks and eats. And the one who does not eat because it is for the Lord, he eats because it is for the Lord. And the one who does not eat also eats for, um, does not eat for the Lord and also gives thanks. One of the things, though there is difference in you know the what they choose to do and not to do, but we see that where the unity came in is the fact that both parties give thanks to the Lord. So whatever that you do, in whose honor it, um, in, in whose honor is it? Is it to honor the Lord, or is it to honor self? We must get to a point that in whatever that you choose to do. You must choose to do it to honor the Lord and not to condemn. Not because you want to, um, um, you want to judge someone else, but because I do it for the Lord, irrespective of what I do. We do the things. We should get to a point that we start doing the things that we do or the things that we choose not to do to to do it for the lord and says that i have chosen to go this way and i've chosen to do it for the lord not because i want to choose to do this thing to condemn someone else but i want to use this thing that i've chosen to do to um to honor the lord so let's move from verse um um, from verse 7 to verse 12 it says for for none of us lives for himself and no one dies for himself if we live we live for the lord if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whatever, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be the Lord over both the dead and the living. But you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will give praise to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Now, this section that we've read speaks to living for the Lord. This section that we said speaks to living for the Lord. Now, let's go, let's dive because I know that I've not dived into the definition of liberty, but I was keeping it for this section to define what liberty is. Now, liberty is, um, you know, I know we find it out to accept the totality of liberty but liberty is understanding that you have already been accepted by god you have already been accepted by god i would like to read from um, romans chapter 8 verse 15 and that is from the tpt version he says, and you do not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, folding you into the family of God. And you will never feel feel oftened. For as he rises up within within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. The part where I love is and you do not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough but you have received the spirit of full acceptance that is what liberty means that we have been accepted by god that we are not we are not to be we are not to you know be tied to the feeling of you are never good enough and you always have to do things to make sure that god accepts you you always have to do things to make sure that you um you you um, you um you are you know god god feels that you are in you are good for him or you are it says that you have received the spirit of full acceptance and this is the belief that we must have so liberty because you have the spirit of full acceptance does not mean that you do whatever you will liberty is not that you can do anything as you will liberty is that you can do anything that and through christ as he desires that is you can do the things that the lord wills now what happens to where liberty came from is the delivering or the, the freedom we had or we got through Christ from sin, from death. That is at a point we were sold out to our sinful desires, to our sinful nature. So we were slaves to death. We were slaves to sin that there is nothing else you, you can't, you would always have to, you know, follow the desires of sin upon your life. But when Christ came into our life, he gave us freedom freedom and that freedom is that you have been redeemed. It says that you have died. You have died to the flesh. You have died and you have been buried and you have resurrected with Christ and so your resurrection came with the the understanding that I am no longer slaves to I'm no longer slave to the desires of the sins or, 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 or of 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 sinful desires but I am now slave to Christ. I know sometimes we don't want to accept you know that word slave right but This will give us proper understanding that we are now slaves to Christ. That is we belong to Christ. When you are a slave of Christ, that is you are the obligation that you have. Or the obligation that you have is that you do what your master wills. So if you belong to Christ, if you belong to the, if you're a slave of Christ, that is the only thing that you you are, you are allowed to do is what Christ accepts. Right? Is what Christ desires. Is what Christ wants you to do not the things that you want to do so your life our life is no longer has and that's why that verse says that for none of us live for ourselves, right but and no one dies for himself but we live but if we live we live for the lord and if we die we die for the lord in short god has bought your life and your debts so god jesus christ the reason why jesus christ went to death through death and resurrection is that he might be lord of those who are dead believers that are dead and believers that are living so whether in your debt, whether in your life, you have been sold out to God, you belong to God. So whatever you do in life and in debt, because I don't know what you're going to do in that, but whatever you do in life, that was just me rambling. But whatever you do, because we are all living, whatever you do as you live, live for the Lord. Live for the Lord, not for yourself. Live for the Lord, not for yourself. Not not living for, you know, the things that you desire to do and you know there was a time they talked about sovereignty and our choice and i keep saying that we must get to a point that our choice becomes becomes intertwined with the choice of the lord that you get to a point that you lose your choice in the matter and it becomes god your choice is my choice not my choice should be your choice, but your choice should be my choice, right? That we don't get to a point that we we should get to a point that we uh, we are ready to let it go because and it's so funny because our choice our choice is limited, and one of the issues that we face in letting go of our choice is because we do not even believe in God entirely to know that we do not trust God enough to know to know that. His choice for us are good and not for evil. His choice for us would always be the best, no matter what you feel that your choice, even if you feel like your choice looks good and everything, but your cho- the choice of the Lord for your life would always and forever be the best. So the discussion should not be whether the Lord you choose for you. The discussion should be that I should get to a point where I let go of, ah, no, I have a choice he lets you to have your choice. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't take your, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't force his will upon us, but we must get to that point of surrender that we make his choice. We make his choice our choice, right? So Whatever we do, we must live for the Lord. Whatever we do, we must live for the Lord. And so, if we are to live for the Lord, we need to understand. If we are living for the Lord, we need to understand. That is where the part that talks about judgment again and says that, you know, every knee will bow to the Lord and every tongue will confess. So then, each one of us, we give an account of himself to God. You are not giving an account to your neighbor. You are not giving an account of your neighbor, but you are giving an account of yourself to the Lord. So, whatever judgment the Lord is going to pass upon you, whatever judgment the Lord is going to be pass uh, to pass will pass upon you will be based on His will and His desires. So, whatever you do, if you want to be judged, if you want to, you know, meet up to, you know, or to the sat or or let me say you, if you want to please the Lord when it comes to the point of judgment that the Lord might tell you that you have done well then we must know that whatever I should choose to do upon the face of the earth should be what God it should be what God desires should be what God wants me to do I want to read from first Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 let me search for that first Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 so he says that so don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the heart. That the praise will come to each one from God. Now, you know, there are times that sometimes when I I feel fa- I, I face like you know that contention of you don't even know who is doing right or who is doing wrong, right? I just leave it to the fact that. A time will come when we will know who is who, who is living right and who is not living right. Because a lot of people, when you try to like, okay, let me say, correct people, a lot of people bring up you know this this uh, um, this um, perspective of. I do not see anything wrong in what I am doing, right? They do not see anything wrong in what I'm doing, and that is okay. That is fine. But at the end of the day, we must remember that whatever that you choose to do, I might not know whether you, whether you are convinced about what you are doing. I might not know the intent of your heart. But a time will come that the Lord would, the Lord would judge everyone. So He says that we should not judge anyone prematurely. Don't judge anything prematurely. So leave it to the Lord, even if it seems as if. You are not sure whatever this, wherever this stands. Leave it to the Lord. Leave it to that point when the Lord shall come and pass judgment on everyone. Because at that point in time, it will bring to light what is hidden in the darkness. So whoever is lying to the fact that, okay, they, they are doing a thing for the Lord. And whereas deep down in their heart, their intent is wrong. Everything will be brought to light. Everything will be brought to light. So we should get to a point that whatever that we do, we do it to please the lord we live for the lord we live for the lord and not for ourselves right and not for ourselves because at the end of the day we will all give accounts to the lord and it is only the, the account that we are going to be give, that we are going to give will be judged by what he desires and what he wills so would would the question we should ask ourselves is that the things that i do today Are they fitting to the will and the desires of the Lord? Are they fitting to the wills and the desires of the Lord? So let's dive right. We are just getting deep into the conversation. But let's dive right to, I think, one of the most dicey parts for me when it comes to this whole liberty talk. And that is from verse 13. And I love the way, um, you know, the, the CSB version actually captured that part. It says that the law of love. So let's read verse 13. It says therefore let's no let us no longer judge one another instead decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister now this is where contention always lies in you know in Christianity or in, in a Christian life right in Christian life and I love the fact that that verse says that instead decide that is it is your call to make not to hurt anyone it is your call to make not to hurt anyone decide that you will never put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister right you are judged by your belief so you can take judgment out but you should get to a point that you know and you have decided that you will not be the reason why someone else will fall. You will not be the reason why someone else will backslide. You won't be the reason why someone else would, you know, would um, would face an obstacle in in their journey towards God. And I know that this sort sort of speaks to the strong and the weak, majorly to the strong, which are like, meaning like those people who, who have, you know, a proper understanding of their liberty in Christ. And... To the one and as against the one who, as who still struggles in the things that they believe. Now, most people that struggle in some of the things, um, in some of the things, get to a point that some of them may begin to do things with, from the lack of understanding. Some of them may begin to do things because everyone does it, and one of the dangers that you face because you um, from doing things without understanding is that you get to a point that you tend to start misusing those things because you do not have a proper understanding to why you are doing those things this is a perfect example now being a christian is not be you are not a christian because you're born into a christian family you are a christian because you you should be a christian because you have come to the understanding of christ and knowledge and most times we find a lot of people that derail or that that you know turn their back on christ we find out that most of them do not have the strong conviction on why they are following God. Most of them are following God because they were born into it. Most of them are following God because they, they literally just were told to, you know, like that's the right thing to do. Not because you know that the thing you do, that that's the thing that you're supposed to do. For me, I say that I am not a Christian today because I'm a pastor's child. Now, yes, my my parents had given me a good foundation to my Christian journeys, my Christian belief, and everything, and that really helped. But I had to get to a point in my life. I got to a point in my life that I chose Christ for myself. And that is why today, no matter what the devil may bring to me, no matter what people may bring, whatever beliefs that people may bring, you know, I still still would always choose to stand for christ because i have a strong belief belief because i have an understanding of why i have chosen christ so when a lot of people just do things because they do not have an understanding they tend to fall into that category of being you know of being swayed by every wind that comes of, of every wind that comes so they are they they do not have the capacity to stand strong with the things that they believe They don't have the capacity to stand strong with the things that they believe. So let's move to verse 14. It says that I know and I'm persuaded in the Lord that nothing is unclean in itself. Still to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one, it is unclean. Now, this speaks to the fact that you will be judged by your own belief. So if you believe that the things that you do are unclean, like you believe strongly that the things that you do are unclean, then it is unclean to you. But if you believe strongly that the things that you are not doing are unclean, am I right? Did I say the right English? <laughs> then the things that you are not that you are not doing are unclean. Or okay, let me rephrase that. Now if you believe strongly that the things that you do are clean, then it is clean. Yeah, correct. If you believe strongly that the things that you do that you do are clean, then it is clean to you. But if you believe that the things that you are not doing are unclean, then it is unclean to you. So you are judged by what you believe. You're judged by what you believe, right? So let's move forward from that. And so verse um, 15, let's do verse 15. It says, for if your brother or sister is odd by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. If for if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat you are no longer working according to law in john 13 35 the bible says that by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another i know that by by heart because that was our fellowship um you know um, would i say um what or how would i call it so um so i know that scripture by word by heart It says that by this shall all men know that you are my disciple if you love one another one of the evidence of our being Christ you know be, belonging to Christ is that is in our love work if is in our love work not just our love work with God but our love work with one another so if you ought someone by the things that you do right by the things that you eat then you are no longer walking according to love so connect to the two verse. if you are no longer walking according to love then there is no way that people can see that in your life that you there's no way people can see that you actually a you are actually a disciple of Christ so we our life should be controlled by our, a love for, our love for someone else, for our neighbor. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Love your neighbor as yourself. You must always consider your neighbor. You must always have your neighbor in mind by whatever you do. So if the things that you do hurt your neighbor. Then you are no longer working in love, because love does not hurt anyone. Love does not de- lo- lo- love does not uh, um, delight in hurting anyone. So if you are hurting someone by the things that you do, then you are no longer working in love. Let's move from verse sixteen to verse um, twenty-one. Yes, I believe. So therefore, do not do not let your good be slandered. For the kingdom of God is not is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and receives human approval so then let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another do not tear down God's work because of food everything is clean but it is wrong to make someone fall by what he eats it is a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble whatever you believe about these things okay sorry to verse 21 so let me read verse 31 again so he says it is a good thing not to make not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble this section of the bible speaks to you know the importance of you know the the it speaks to the fact that the things which are important are not you know the external doings, the things which make up the kingdom kingdom of God are not the things that we do and things that we do not eat. It is not in eating, and it is not in drinking. It is not in what you wear, and it's not in you know, and so on, and and so on, and so forth. But what makes up the kingdom of God is in righteousness, peace, and joy. So, if we serve Christ this way the the following verse says that the following verse says that if whoever serves christ in this way is acceptable to god and receives human approval i know that sometimes we have this discussion on should like does human approval really matter now it's not me that said it it's the bible that says it It says that Whoever serves Christ in this way, that is in the understanding that the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, peace, and joy, is in this way, is acceptable to God and receives human approval. So we should, what a man thinks of you matters. What your neighbor thinks of you matters what your neighbor thinks of your identity matters in Christ so if the external things that you do prevent them from seeing Christ's identity in you then you should let it go another one what another another contention that we have as believers is this aspect of self-denial in this aspect of self-denial because we 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 find it very hard to sacrifice things especially the things that we strongly believe are not wrong whereas our neighbor just believes that it is wrong so we we find it hard to let it go we find it hard to let it go but yeah we should get to a point that you know th- there is a way that we sort of like say this amidst ourselves that ah, you don't want to get to a point you know like you get to everyone and you discover the things that you think are wrong are actually not wrong that is going to you are going to feel disappoint, disappointed that you didn't try those things we should get to a point that we are not so you know we're not so fixated on the things that are temporary which are the things that are external yes whatever we do in the body or we do while we live on earth you know the things that you wear would not take you to heaven those are not the things that will take you to heaven right and you won't take any of these things to heaven but you should get to the point that you understand that external things fade away But what is more important is the, you know, the permanent things, the treasures of heaven are more important. So if external things fade away, if those things really does not matter, right, but it makes someone else stumble, but it makes someone else fall, then we should get to a point in our life that as Christians, we are ready to sacrifice those things for the sake of our brother already sacrificed those things for the sake of our brother so if you do those things that despite you believe that they are not wrong and they're just you know they don't matter and everything they're not wrong but it makes someone else stumble then it's a sin then it is wrong so we must remember that you know the kingdom of God is not built um, on all of the things that are um, that, that do perish but the things that do not perish so I most times live my life in, you know, the understanding that I should get to a point that I can sacrifice some things for some people. As long as it is external, it shouldn't be things that would, I would start dragging with you that I wouldn't be able to let it go because you're struggling with it. We should always get to a point that we have our neighbor at heart and not just ourselves we should get to a point that we consider even though that person is weak and you are strong and you have the understanding, but for the fact that this person is weak and this person doesn't have this understanding and I care so much about you, I should be able to let this go. I should be able to let this go and, you know, for your own sake. For your own sake. So, verse 22 says that whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who... Who does not condemn himself by what he approves whatever you believe about these things keep between yourself and God blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by whatever it approves which means that the things that you approve can you can condemn yourself by the things that you approve through the way that you do those things so the Bible is really explicit about these matters that we sometimes have contentions or we sometimes, you know, argue about. And it says that even though you believe that these things are not bad, but for the sake of someone else, then don't do it publicly. If it's going to make someone else fall, don't do it publicly. You can do it in your closet with God between you and God. And so don't if someone else will struggle with those things with those things and it would it would be a problem to them they don't do it publicly learn to sacrifice don't get to a point that even though you are convinced that whatever that you do is right you know you approve of those things don't get to a point that you condemn yourself by the things that you approve because you you could not get to a point where you could let it go for your neighbor's sake Right. So the last verse says that, but whoever stands condemned if he eats, but whoever doubts, sorry, whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and everything that is not from faith is sin. This last part speaks to the fact that you should get a point that whatever you should be so sure of the things that you call right and the things that you call wrong. Whatever that you are doing, if you begin to have doubt on how right it is, then you are wrong. So if you still doubt that the things that you are doing are, "Ah, I'm not sure, but I'm still doing it yet. I'm still doing it, though I am not so sure about my stand about these things or my belief about these things, then it is a sin. So you must get to a point that everything whatever that you have chosen to live by whatever that you're choosing to live by you can so sure stand with it that this thing that i am doing it is right and it is not wrong so the the all talk of christian liberty is all based on you know the understanding of caring for our neighbor loving our neighbor as ourselves understanding that we shouldn't judge anyone Irrespective of the, of the category that you fall into. And knowing that whatever that you have chosen to do, be sure that you are right in whatever that you have chosen to do. So the 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 summary of this is, and that is where the you know the old talk of this Christian liberty is. Is that yes you are free in Christ to do whatever Christ wills or according to the desires because according to the desires of God and according to your faith according to what you believe is right but we should also get to a point that you can let anything go if you know that it's going to trip your neighbor the fact that the person is weak should should not make you feel like oh i don't care that other person also should grow to the point where they have an understanding you should take it as a responsibility within yourself that you help this person you build this person up and they come they also grow to that point of understanding their christian liberty and see that they are not saved by the things that they do But as long as they are not, they are still weak or they do not have the understanding, you must always remember that your obligation, your responsibility is to support them. Your responsibility is to bear their weakness. Your responsibility is to build them up. So whatever that you've chosen to do, I tell people that basically my whole life is, I I live my life to be an example for others and whatever i feel like would make my neighbor not convenient or not comfortable right i shouldn't do it i shouldn't do it i care for someone else not because that person determines what i should do but because despite i believe that there is nothing wrong in the things that i do i care so much for you that if it's going to make you fall i would rather let it go because those things are not Not the things that are so important to us in the kingdom of God. The things that are important to us in the kingdom of God is righteousness, it is peace and it is joy in the Holy Ghost, right? So be whatever you do, make sure that you you be at peace with all men, you be at peace with all men. Don't let don't don't do things that would make someone else doubt your identity in Christ. If they begin to doubt your identity in Christ. Especially a believer, if you begin to doubt your identity in Christ, then you should check it again. We should get to a point that you can not let some things go and, like, okay, there's nothing wrong in not in letting some of those things go. So let me use myself as an example, as a random. So um I love rings. I love wearing rings a lot, and um, I've always been wearing rings like quite a time now. And so of uh, recent, I actually got some rings, and I've been wearing quite a number of rings. And being a pastor's child, I went from some some days back and um yes my parents addressed the fact that i was wearing a lot of rings and one of the things that my dad said to me is that i'm not saying you shouldn't wear rings but i think that you should reduce it i think you should put you know moderation to it as much as i do not see anything wrong in wearing rings i also want to get i get i also i'm i'm so i'm so um um I'm so particular about helping my neighbor that I make sure that whatever I do, I put moderation to it and I am not making, I don't have to go through the struggle of trying to explain to somebody that it is not wrong. Someone else might be doing it and you know, um, and yes, they don't have issues with it. But as for me, if I feel convinced not to do a thing, I don't do those things, right? So I am very, um, I I become very considerate of other people around me in the things that I do. So I am so considerate of the things that I wear. I'm so considerate of. Sorry, what thoughts? What what thoughts it might give to someone else if whatever I'm wearing would make someone else start thinking otherwise. Despite the person is not strong enough to know you know to be able to like, you know um, Put a, would I say put a leash upon themselves don't mind my words put a leash upon themselves I should also be very considerate of them and be also concerned about them that whatever I do I do not make them fall. I do not cause I do not give a reason for them to fall So check your life we are not to judge each other, but we are to judge our, ourselves by the things that we do. We are not to judge each other, but we are to judge ourselves by the things that we do. So when you are so focused on judging yourself, I think that will become so occupied that we will not even have reasons to judge someone else. So every day, live to check up, your, to live to check your life with God. That God, what are the things that you, though I do not believe that they are wrong, but what are the things that is making someone else stumble? You know, by the things that I do, that you might want me to put a stop to that you might want me to put moderation to you can do it in your closet you can do it between you and god despite your relation yes your relationship is between you and god and god judges everyone you must also remember that as long as you live upon the face of earth god cares about your neighbor and you should also care about your neighbor if christ died for that person if christ could go the extent of sacrificing himself for that person then nothing should be too big for you to sacrifice for that person thank you so much for listening and i believe that i've been able to like try to explain you know and um I believe that at the end of the day, we would all live to um, um, to fulfill the glory and the desires of God in our lives. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I know this is a very, very, very long episode, but thank you so much if you listen to the end, if you have listened to this point. Thank you so much. God bless you. Make sure you share. Make sure you um, you know like or do whatever, whatever platform. Make sure you share with your friends and families to listen. And if you have any question, definitely, you know, I'll reach out to me you can definitely reach out to me on my instagram at tinola t-w-e-n-u underscore o-l-a thank you so much for being here see you next time on this convo podcast bye